So if that is you studying, you know, how they move or you, you know, searching out, okay, what's on the Instagram page? What's happening here? Who's in the comments? You got to go look for it, whether it's hashtag or you have. Welcome back to Young Smart Money with me, your host, Apple Kreider. Today, we're sitting down with the amazing Sean Anthony, host of the Schools Over Now What podcast. This dude, absolutely crushing it in the podcasting space, interviewing some legends uh, like Grant Cardone, Ed Milet, and really just leveraging a podcast in, in the best way possible to connect with some very high level individuals build a business on the back end, and build his personal brand in the process. That's something that I'm, again, super passionate about. He's on a very similar mission to I am, so I wanted to have him on the show to share that mission with y'all and share with you the tactics that he's using to connect with these high-level influencers because a lot of you guys are coming to me time and time again like, man, how are you connecting with this dude? How are you connecting with that dude? How do you get them on your podcast? How are you working with that influencer? And Sean's got some amazing experience in that, so I, I wanted to bring somebody on who, who could answer those questions for y'all. So I wanted to bring someone on who could answer those questions for y'all in addition to the answers I'm providing for you. Sometimes you got to hear it from another voice. Um, and Sean's got some amazing strategies that I have never heard of myself, um, but that he's been having some amazing success with. So without further ado, um, I'm going to dive right into the show and give Sean the mics. So we can introduce himself to y'all. Again, this dude is an absolute legend. I'm so stoked to be talking with him today. So without further ado, enjoy this episode of the podcast with Sean Anthony from the Schools Over Now What podcast. John, welcome to Young Smart Money. How are you doing today? Let's get it. Let's get it, man. What's up? Glad to be here, man. <laughs> Absolutely, man. It's a good day to have a good day. So, Sean, uh, our listeners got to hear a little bit about you in the intro to this episode about 30 seconds ago. But for those of them that aren't familiar with you, what you're currently working on right now, give us like a quick 60 second snapshot of where you're at. Yeah, man. What I'm working on right now, if you've already caught the intro, we have like one of the hottest podcasts right now. It's the top 100 in the business. And it's called Schools Over Now What? You know, I was that guy that growing up and going through all that education and going through those school systems that there was going to be a time I knew everybody was going to ask themselves a question of the podcast. And that school's over. Like, now what do I do? And it has been exciting, man. I come from, you know, a small town in Rocky Mountain, North Carolina, one of few to make it out, man. So just to be here right now and, and have the influence I have and to bring the people I bring on is just a blessing, man. Mm, that's the truth, man. Y'all are killing it over on the podcast. I have to say, like, y'all are getting some amazing guests, dropping some amazing right. wisdom. So y'all definitely need to check out the show if you have not yet already. But I like to start off all the episodes. Yeah, for sure, man. Um, we got a younger audience here, younger listener base. So flash us back in time to when you were in school, man, talking like middle school, high school. What was that experience like for you? Like, were you taking school seriously? Were you a young hustler? Like, what were you, what were you doing? Yeah, man. I love, I love the fact you said middle school, man, because middle school is when I started to get it, man. Yeah. I have, a, I have an older brother and my older brother, um, he asked me about like about, about four years and I was 14 and he went mm -hmm. out to college. Man, he started throwing these crazy parties. Man, I'm talking like parties with like Young Jeezy and like Rick Ross, and it was just nuts. So I was 14 getting in the club. So I was 14 in the club and VIP, and I got tired of like, hey, man, I got to take this back home. And so I had this bold idea with like two of my friends, and we just started, we just like decided to throw parties, man. We're 14, we're throwing parties. Uh, we do like this big graduation party. So like, just imagine this if you're listening right now, you're in middle school, crossing over to high school, and you're throwing a high school graduation party, right? <laughs> crazy. But, but the craziest thing about it is after that first party, we walked out of the room and I had $6,000 in my hand, man. 
And so with, with that, I said, all right, I got it. I think I have the ability to, you know, bring people together. So after 14, man, I just like, you know what? I'm, I'm going to school. And I didn't care about no education at all, man. I didn't care about going to get the degree. I was trying to get the bag. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to go to school and I'm going to do everything I've been doing since I was 14. I already got the formula. Um, and I went out to college, man. I went to an HBCU. I graduated. Uh, shout out to anyone listening that is like from, ever heard of Winston-Salem State University. That's my alma mater. And I threw some of the craziest parties, man. You name it. Um, I, I threw those parties for, for years, man. And in fact, I threw them even after college. And I knew something was going to happen. I'm like, you know what? All these people I'm going to school with right now, dude, they're going to graduate. They're going to leave. So I said, okay, how am I going to switch it up? So I had got all these skills. Like I had learned how to talk to people. I learned how to pull people together and network. I learned how to, you know, count money and look at numbers. And I took all of those skills and I applied it to the corporate world. Hmm. And when I applied it to the corporate world, fresh out of college, man, that's when my life changed. I was promoted six times in four years and it was just game on, man. The money was coming, but I knew that there were other people just like me. That, that wanted to figure out, okay, what do I do? Like, how do I, you know, make this transition? And that led me to the podcast. Mm, for sure, for sure. So, I mean, man, my first question is like, what led you into the corporate world? I mean, you've been throwing these parties. Clearly, you were making some money since a very young age. Like, why go corporate? Yeah, man, good question. I think what made me want to go corporate is that growing up, I was always feeling like corporate was a boss move. And I, I remember, you know, being in Rocky Mountain, North Carolina. And it's so funny now I think about it flipping a book and I flipped the book and just looking at careers and occupations. And, you know, most of my friends are either dead or in jail. So I'm flipping through this book and I just saw a random occupation. I saw like 65,000 and I thought that was a little money. So I was like, okay, let me go for that. And it was, that, that used to be the old goal, right? Until you reach 65 and it's like, all right, there's way more out there. Mm, for sure. For sure. So man, when did you first get exposed to the world of podcasting? Like you've been listening to podcasts for a long time or you just kind of stumble onto it one day. Man, listen, this is perfect, man, because, you know, for me, like, when you get promoted so much and somebody's listening to this right now, a young person that they want to go, you know, they want to go rise in the corporate ladder or they want to go to the next level. When you get promoted so much, you're going to get pulled into a different direction that you never thought would happen. And I got promoted so much, man, I got pulled away from my family. Um, and, and I had to drive, listen to this, man, I had to drive a total of six hours, uh, every day. And I did it for six months. And through that drive, I learned a lot about myself. But the one thing that kept me up, kept me going, kept me focused was listening to podcasts. And after mm-hmm. taking in all this information and all this knowledge, I didn't know what a podcast was. I could care less. I just needed to stay up while I was driving from one state to another state. And that was the only thing they could do it for me. And it was a genuine connection. And I loved it ever since. That's the thing, man. So what were some of the first podcasts you stumbled upon? Yeah, man. Uh, some of the first podcasts, I think everyone heard of my guy, uh, Lewis House. Yep. Um, School of Greatness caught me. Um, also, too, like, some, believe it or not, I wouldn't advise anybody to do this. I'd rather you park the car. Uh, but a lot of YouTube, man. Uh, Evan Carmichael. Mm. Uh, he's a beast. I had the privilege of having him on the show. Almost every person I looked up to from Podcast World, I've talked to him. I had him on the show. Uh, whether it was um, uh, drama. Uh, a short yeah. story long, had him on the show. Uh, th- those are the, some podcasts that caught me and I was like, okay, I like this. I like where it's going. 
For sure, for sure. So, I mean, talk to the listeners now. I mean, I get a lot of questions because, like, I've had some some bigger people on the show. I mean, you've had some really big people on your show as well, man. So, talk to the young listener now about how they can begin to to grow their network and to connect with those those high level individuals like you've been able to. I mean, like the Ed Milets of the world, the Grant Cardones, like the people that you are having on your podcast. Yeah, man, you got to shoot your shot, man. Uh, you you have to. I think when you when you you're so intimidated when you're young or inexperienced that somebody would never talk to you. I think what you have to do is you have to say, you know what, I'm going to reach this guy. I'm going to reach this girl. And you have to figure out ways around it, but then say what you want to happen. So for me, the first guest that changed the game for me uh, was Ryan Serhant. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had Ryan Serhant on the show. And at that time I was like, I was, I was getting a couple, you know, the hottest, coolest people in the state. And then I something told me, Hey, you do, you can go bigger than that. And I shot my shot at Ryan. And when I shot my shot, I told him about, hey, this is the show I'm creating, and this is a movement, and this is what it's going to do for people, and I know you can relate. And just by doing that, I mean, land Ryan Serhant, and then it was just game on, man. <laughs> for sure. So then you use that as, like, leverage for other people? Yeah, man. I mean, because the, the world we're in is very small. So if you're listening right now, you want to be an influencer, it's very small. I was on a couch talking to Ed Milet prior to even recording the show with him. And we went through everybody that was in the game in probably about five minutes. And the funny thing about going through everybody is that we all are aware of each other. We all have either worked with each other and it's a small network. So it's important to kind of collab because everybody has, you know, their own genre, have their own audience. So I think that the fact that we all can know that it's important to talk to each other is a huge, huge key. And don't be afraid to name drop when you're in a room. I mean, I can't tell you some of the powerful names he name dropped. Uh, that no one's heard him say anything about yet, mm. uh, but it's very important. Absolutely. So you said you shot your shot with Ryan Serhant. Can you dive a little bit deeper in what you mean by that? Yeah. So it's all about your pitch. Like, what are you? What are you? What are you going to say to capture somebody's attention? So for somebody like Ryan Serhant, I'm going to let you know. Hey, I have this show. It's going to feature some of the most top people on the planet, whether on CNN, ABC, NBC, whatever that is. And I know for a fact that this is something that you can make a difference on. And we're reaching out to you for your expertise. So you put them already in a bubble mm-hmm. of networks that they either have been on or they themselves want to be featured on and you automatically capture their attention. Mm, absolutely. Absolutely. So like what have been some of your most effective ways to capture that person's attention? Is it just like, like building them up, telling them about the vision I mean, I think what does it now is that you have to, whenever you're creating something, it has to have a purpose, something that people can relate to. So I think if I was telling people, you know, hey, if I was trying to get someone like Ed Milet, Grant Cardone, I was telling them, hey, I have this great cooking podcast. That's not relatable to them. You know what I'm saying? So you got you to go to something that's relatable to them with, with a purpose and a passion and a mission. And when your purpose is as strong as the schools over now, what podcast purpose is, is helping those college students or entrepreneur-minded individuals, you know, start that career or that business of their dreams, that is what captures people. Mm. How, how did you develop that mission and that, that strong vision? Yeah, man, I developed that mission and that, and that, just because I was that guy. I was that guy trying to figure out, yo, you know, I, I got it one way. How can I do this the right way where it has longevity? I could be still throwing parties today. But the thing about parties, man, it could take one night something going wrong and that venue's over. Mm-hmm. Or you might, you know, it, it might just be a dangerous situation and your life could be over. 
So I was going the most legit way I could do it on a consistent basis. And I think the fact that I was that guy, that's why I could do it. For sure, for sure. So, so you made this podcast, you started connecting with some high level individuals, like what, what kind of doors talks about the doors that that's opened up for you? Cause I'm sure building out your network has really like allowed you to, to take advantage of some new opportunities that weren't there for you before. Yeah, man. I think, I think some of those doors is you can get into rooms. Uh, you can, you can get to people that you wouldn't normally get to. I think when you're going after something, you have to go small, you go small and you go, you know, get bigger and you go bigger and you go bigger. But when you get to open the doors that I've opened, you make a connection that can open a door that you wouldn't even had known what road that door was on. Mm. And I think and sometimes when you're going through roadblocks, right, you, you'll get somewhere and you hit a roadblock just because you hit a roadblock, it doesn't mean that it cannot happen for you. I think you have to circle back around to some of those connections you made and figure out, okay, who can help me get over this hump? And I think mm -hmm. that's probably the biggest thing is that a lot of people I've had and connected with are now on a text message basis that can get me over some humps. Mm, that's the truth. And I mean, that's something that I talk about a lot about like having people on the podcast. Like it's not just about like interviewing somebody and like talking to them for, for like 30, 45 minutes, an hour. It's about like getting them to that relationship status where you can like shoot a text back and forth. Like you have their number, you can give them a call once in a while. Like that's, that's the real value in building these relationships. It's not just like a one-off thing. It's like being in connection with these people and being able to bring value to them. They bring value to you and you're just yeah. having that going forward. Yeah. And I'll tell you this, man, some of the most successful people in the world, man, they, they, they just want to help you. Yeah. It's crazy how they want to, they want to help you. I was around Ed Millett. He just wants to help you. I could text him right now. He'll respond back. I was around David Meltzer. Uh, he just wants to help you. These guys are givers. So if you're listening right now, you're trying to figure out what's the separation between some of these most big names and yourself, ask yourself, what are you doing to help others? Because everyone in that category is doing that. Hmm. That's the truth, man. And like, yeah, a lot of people I see, like when they get to that level, they're just like, man, how can I give back to everyone else who's on the come up? Because they've made it to this place where they're just like, man, I don't even know what to do anymore. Yeah, <laughs> for sure, man, for sure. So talk to us about the experience of actually like starting your podcast, like getting started. Did you have mentors, like people that were teaching you the ropes? Were you kind of just like showing up, like buying a microphone, not really knowing what you were doing? Man, it, it was no mentors. It was YouTube. I mean, there was no, think, think about what I was trying to create. And this may be for somebody else listening as well. Like what I was trying to create, I had nobody that, that knew how to do it. I, so I literally went on to YouTube uh, I, I, I figured out, you know, how do I connect this microphone to this computer? How do I, like, how do I, what, how do I even upload it to iTunes or any of those platforms? Mm -hmm. And YouTube was the greatest teacher. You can learn anything you want from YouTube. If you go back and you listen to like episode probably one through 20, you'll notice the audio may not have been the best, but you're learning things, right? You're going to learn what platform to put it on. You're going to learn how to do noise reduction. You're going to learn how to edit those things. I think that for me was key because also like, I edit every single episode and I probably won't do it for much longer, but I can tell you this, if I didn't learn how to edit every, edit every episode, I would have been in a bigger problem because yeah. one, it may not ever came out because I might've been waiting on somebody else. And two, in the long run, if it comes out how I don't want it, I can get in the chair and I can do it myself. Mm. So I think that's key, man. You have to become a student of the game and YouTube's the greatest teacher. And I would definitely start with something like that. Couldn't agree more, man. I say it all the time, but like my top two mentors are a Google search bar and a YouTube search bar. Cause like <laughs> those guys will answer all your questions and show you exactly what you need to know to make that next step. 
They got you, man. I got you covered. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So at this, so flashing back to like the beginning when you started your show, you were like learning the ropes. You were like interviewing a couple people. Was it interviews from the start? Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, it started off. I knew what kind of show base I was going to do. Mm-hmm. I knew that each week you're going to get an inspiring person or a message. And a lot of people were very, very fascinated with the fact I was 14 doing what I was doing and took it to college and yeah. took it corporate. Uh, so I, I have that background, that business acumen to give you that message as well as giving you, you know, an aspiring person. So that's what we do each and every single week. And I wanted to bring other people from different fields, you know, across the world that could be relatable to the audience that was listening. Mm. That's the truth. Absolutely. And I mean, that's exactly what you guys are doing now. So one question that I get a lot, because I mean, as somebody who talks about podcasting a lot, I got a lot of followers who are like asking me about podcasting, like how to grow their own podcast. So one thing that, that people are asking me all the time is like, how do you market your podcast? Like they just started a show. They're trying to like build it up. They're trying to get more listeners to it so they can like build it up bigger, um, but they don't know how to get that listener base. So you um, also having a top 100 business podcast, like how, how do you think about like getting traffic to your show and building that momentum? You got to think about where are the people that you want to go after? Where are they at? Mm. You know, wh- where are they at? I mean, like, 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 if, for example, the people you're looking up to right now, like you look up to them because they, they're doing something that you know that's inside of you. So if that is you studying, you know, how they move or you, you know, searching out, okay, what's on the Instagram page? What's happening here? Who's in the comments? You got to go look for it, whether it's hashtag or you, you have to go look for the people you want and attract them. And that's by showing up every day um, and, and being consistent. A lot of people say they want to do a podcast, they want to do a show, but they just aren't consistent, man. If you're not consistent, it's a wrap. And, but if I'm showing up every single Friday for the last 54 weeks in a row, you, it's like automatic. It's <laughs> automatic. You already know what's happening. You know what's going down. Um, nothing really is going to surprise you next. You just like you just know, hey, he's going to deliver. So mm-hmm. if people look at you like that. That's how you you know you start being viewed in a different way. For sure. So what, what gives you that consistency? Like, how do you maintain that? Like what, what inside of you? Is it motivation? Is it like willpower? Like, how do you do that? It's the, it's the response that you're doing something bigger than yourself. It's the people that are responding in your DMs. It's the people that are telling you, yo, your show saved my life. It's your people that are telling you, Hey, yo, I I really appreciate that. That's what I needed to hear. I think that is what keeps it going, but you will never receive that if you don't start today and be consistent, give it time, be patient. But for me, that's what keeps it going because if nobody was liking it, nobody was listening and didn't have all these thousands of downloads, dude, I'd probably been like, man, I'm just talking to myself. <laughs> um, but you're not talking to yourself. Somebody will be interested. Just keep showing up. Mm, exactly. And you guys, you just got to keep playing the long game and having that consistency. Cause again, you never know if you're like one episode away from striking gold if you just like if you stop because like you never know like that next one might be the one that pops off and you just have to keep going and keep moving towards that. Yeah, man. I mean, and it's funny you mentioned that you never know which one it is like because you don't. It could be the most popular person in the world or it could be that one girl who's never been on a podcast who could absolutely killed it because I got one that comes to the top of my mind. Uh, it, I just know it like because you never know like what someone will say once they get mm-hmm. on that, you know, that platform. That's the truth. Now I got to ask you a real question. And, and that's something that, that I have struggled with a bit with my podcast. And it's like, okay, so I'm interviewing these people and sometimes they don't post about the show. Like I interview somebody and they don't post about the show. So do you have any suggestions or like, what do you do to like actually get the guests to post about the show? 
Oh man, that's a that's an interesting question. No one's ever <laughs> asked me that question. Um, I would say my success rate, because I have had that happen, my success rate is probably about 95%. Wow. It's so funny because I remember, I remember the, the let me see, I'm gonna say anybody's name. No, no. <laughs> I remember I remember maybe maybe three, two, maybe two, two, maybe three people who mm-hmm. haven't really posted it. Um and and, and let me tell you how to get them to post. Okay, and then I'll okay. tell you how I feel about it. And I'll tell you how other people, I've, I've been blessed, man, to talk to probably, you name an influencer, I've probably talked to them. I've probably had them on the show. I've learned a lot from them probably off the microphone than on it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I can tell you how I feel about the people who don't post it too. Um, <laughs> but, but for the people, to get them to post it, you got to make sure you're producing top quality content. Mm. You got to like, you got to be, as much as you are good at making audio, you have to be just as good at listening. Listen, like when you talk to somebody one on one, you know you like, oh, they just gave me a sound bite. You will know, like you will, you will know when you get that. Ah, uh, like somebody needs to hear that part, and you have to be able to, to take that and create some type of clip. Um, let me give you, let me give your audience a, a huge key, man. I hope a lot of people listen to this one. Um, I would play around with certain apps. A really good app is Mojo. You guys never used it. Need to go download it. You're gonna thank me tomorrow. You'll probably be in my DM thanking me by the time you're listening to this. Um, but Mojo changed the game for you. It's another app that you don't have to do anything special. You don't have to go crazy at all. Um, but they already have it animated. You just upload your pictures, change the words. Um, that's another way to get content, dude. I'm always giving away free game, man. Um, try, there's another there's another website called uh, Headliner. Yeah, haven't heard this before, guys. You're slipping. Free. <laughs> It's free content, right? And you have to create little clips, little sound bites that's going to pull people in, but also make your guests want to share it. Hmm. And and 99.9% of the time, the clip that will make them share it is a clip of them saying something clever, saying something smart. And that's what you need to do, man. You got to put that up. Now, there's certain people, depending on how, how big you go with your podcast, there's certain people that if they don't share it, you will look at them a little different. <laughs> you will look a little different and i know guys who are way bigger than you know me way bigger than you like who are like top yeah. five and these guys are huge man and, and they feel some type of way about some people who never <laughs> share their stuff in fact i know for a fact somebody that, that's extremely popular and somebody you really like probably listening to they will be like yo forget that person <laughs> if they never shared it but i'm not like that way but hey it happens but look at it in two ways if they don't share it and there's somebody of high value, you still get, you know, what's worth out of it. You get that, you know, assumption of being around and being with that person, but it does sting a little bit. Yeah, for sure, man. I can totally relate with that. Cause I mean, like a lot of people will, but like, there'll be those few people who are like, what are you doing over there? Like, <laughs> yeah, man, you won't forget them, man. <laughs> you won't, you won't. I, I, you won't. You won't forget them, man. You won't forget them at all. <laughs> but you you know what you remember you remember the people who shared it multiple times like I, i'll shout her out because man i shot two people out there shared it multiple times so many times well i got a couple people that shared it so many times it's crazy um julie solomon she's big she has the influencer podcast mm. um she shared it multiple times shout out to mahisha dellinger uh you've seen on on her uh, own network uh with oprah she has her own show mind your business with mahisha shared it multiple times um, and shout out to MJ Harris. So a lot of those guys that you know that mm. constantly will keep posting it. Yeah. That's, I mean, mad respect for those people because they understand, like, the grind, man. <laughs> they understand it, man. Shout out my guy Tony Gaskins, too. Yeah. They understand it, man. 
<laughs> I love it. So you, you do most of your interviews in person, correct? I do. Uh, the big, the huge names, I fly to them. Uh, a lot of people, I, what I like to do a lot of times is Skype because sometimes it's just difficult, man. People are on the other side of the world. So, yeah. so sometimes you have, to, you have to Skype a lot of them. But for the heavy hitters, we will hop on that plane. <laughs> What what's like the what's the quality like what's the qualifications for you to have to fly out to see somebody? Oh man, it has to. Well, so it's kind of funny because it has to be one of my personal really favorites. Like, mm-hmm. like has to be one of my personal favorites. Somebody that I know by meeting them. And it, there's this one thing I learned from Ed Milet is proximity changes everything. Mm, yeah, and dude, face to face, man, it's a whole nother game, man. And and that alone is just powerful. Uh, I'll share a story with you. Mm-hmm. I think that this would be good for somebody listening because I want someone to grasp that proximity changes everything. We shot a, we were in LA and we shot a podcast with Ed Milet. Uh We were at his house in Laguna. Amazing. Amazing. You've seen the spot. It's just amazing. Um, and so after the podcast, I'm looking at my phone, looking at my watch and I'm like, Oh man, because I had another podcast uh, with a guy who's really big in uh, LA and I was like, man, I, I just ain't going to make it. Like, this is not happening. I was like, you know what? I'm going to settle for Ed, and I'm going to just call it a day. I'm just going to go back and you know, get back on the plane, just call it a day. And after it was over with, we were talking, just casual talk. And I looked at him, and I said, hey, man, you think you can make that happen? You think, you think you know, I, I, I was late, man. I don't know if this can happen. And this goes back to the importance of helping people. This is no, this is no gimmick. This is no lie. And my lad picked the phone up. This is this, this, no one's ever heard the story. He picked the phone up and he did like a voice text message. And he did a voice text message to the guy. And he said, Hey, you need to go one on one with Sean ASAP. The guy's phenomenal. I don't know what you got going on, but you need to make it happen. And at this particular time, all I had was this other person's um, assistant, right? All I had was his assistant email address. Literally, I don't know how they do it, but if somebody wants to find you, they will find you. The guy, uh, literally, who I hadn't had any contact with over the phone, only email, directly within five minutes of receiving that text message from Ed, sent me a text message. And I went from an interview that would have been in an office to an interview that was at his house. We had dinner. I met his family, uh, his dogs. We ate chicken. It was crazy, man. <laughs> <laughs> but it goes back to proximity because had I had never go back to the story, dude, had I had never flown to like Laguna and got on a plane and, and I was just Skyping the relationship wouldn't have never had been built to that point where you felt okay to do something like that. Mm. That's the power of podcasting right there. Like sitting in their home, eating their chicken. Like <laughs> it was good too, man. I ain't never had no chicken like that. man. <laughs> it was crazy. I bet. I bet. So uh, another thing that I'm curious about, man, is like, so clearly Ed Milet had a very positive experience with that interview. Do you have any advice or like, how, how do you think about interviewing people and and making sure that, that it goes very well? That's good, man. Um, Sometimes you never know really, um, will it ever go as well as you want it to? Um, And I think um, to make it go well, you have to say, okay, what are the three things that I'm going to stay true to? Hmm. You know, whether like, you know, whether, you know, how do I pop this thing off? Like, how do I get a climax? And, you know, how do I end this thing? And then kind of go from there. Like, I never done an interview that was scripted um, because I, I never know what the energy is going to be like. Yeah. You know, I've, I've, I've had interviews. I've, dude, I've interviewed some people who I thought would have been phenomenal. 
that just weren't any good. And, and I joke about other influencers, like they sucked. <laughs> and and uh, the funny thing about that, man, the funny thing about that is uh, they were never released. But when I got around these guys, these other guys who told me they go through the same thing, theirs never released. And so I was like, okay, <laughs> cool. All right. I'm not, I'm not a bad guy. But it happens, though, man. It happens. And, and some people are just better. Um, some people are better in person. Some people mm. are just better scripted. Um, some people can just naturally flow. But I wouldn't say beat yourself up about it. Just present yourself with your top three things you want to cover and go from there. Completely agree. And like for me, man, just having like a genuine curiosity about the person and about like wanting to learn from them is, yeah. is one of the best things. Yeah, man. By far it is. <laughs> so how many, how many interviews have there been that you have just been like, nope, not going to release it? Uh, just one, man. And really? it was so, just one. And it was so crazy about the one, man. It's, it's, it's somebody that's a lot of people like, man. It was just so disappointing. Um, but yeah, just one, man. Really? So like what, what about it? Or like what makes an interview not want to, not, what makes you not want to publish an interview? Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, uh, sometimes the, like the dull responses, um, the dull response, the really dull responses or like the horrible uh, just background noise, just not taking mm. it too serious. You're like, you're like going to like a freaking New York subway train. Sounds like um, little stuff like that, man. And just like I, what I what I what I want to see. If you're putting out a lot of energy in videos, right? Mm-hmm. And you put out a lot of energy in videos, all this content. Hey, I'm they gonna get the same person. Yeah. You know? So if I'm not getting the same person I thought they were, then I just ain't feeling it. It was only <laughs> one though, man. But yeah, she's very popular. But no. <laughs> That's, that's real. That's real. So, I mean, at this point, like, what is, what is the vision for your podcast? I mean, clearly like you, you shared with us, like what the mission is, but like going forward, I mean, you've interviewed so many amazing people. Like, how are you going to, how are you going to keep the energy high? How are you going to keep the momentum going? So in the beginning, man, I mean, uh, one of my favorite quotes comes from, um, a rapper, um, Nipsey Hussle. And he said, reached every goal I ever set. I had to sit back down and rearrange that list. Um, and for me, like what that means, like like some of those guys that we've been talking about, man, they were like number one on my list, you know, and yeah. they're not on the list anymore. Um, so that I wasn't reaching high enough. And, mm-hmm. and I know that there's bigger heights because I know that there's people that I got my eye on. And also too, I know there's stories that haven't been told that need to be shared. And just because somebody is like at the top of the top, but there's somebody else that's never shared their story. That could be a game changer for your show. Could be a game changer for your podcast. Um, and, and Brittany McKinnon, who I had on, was a, a perfect example of that. So I would mm. say that. How, how would you go about finding those people that, that aren't as widely known, but that have those stories that need to be shared? Yeah, man, good. Um, what I do is it's kind of like being like maybe and it may come from it may come from me just being a promoter and it may come from my mindset of when i was getting all of these uh college kids 30 kids to knock on dorm rooms and beat on people's doors and talk about a party and talk about an event dude i'm like scouting (laughs) i'm scouting man i'm scouting and i'm looking and i'm seeing it before it happens kind of like an artist man you know what 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 really made me say to myself that I was a really crazy connector was at the age of 18, I started to attract really big basketball players. And um, some of those basketball players were like John Wall. And like I threw John Wall's birthday party right after he was the number one NBA draft pick. 
through his birthday party. I was like, dude, this is crazy. We were in North Carolina um, at North Carolina NT. We were sitting down and I had a contract. Here I am with a freaking contract for uh number one NBA draft pick. Like you just got was just on TV. I'm sliding him the paper. I'm like, oh man, is he gonna sign this? Uh he signed it. And it was just a contract saying that, hey, I'm gonna show up at this event, do this party with you. Um, so for me, it's always knowing about what your strongest abilities are and not doubting yourself and looking for talent. And for me, realizing that people want to come along and want to be a part of what I was doing. That is what made me say, you know what, dude, I got it. And I think mm. I can find the right person. I can find the right people. Because I, I, at one point I was like, dude, I was getting so many basketball players. I was like, man, should I just be an agent? <laughs> but, but that's what you got to do, man. And I scout people, man. And I, I'll find them, man. If you're out there doing anything right now, you're listening to this. If you hit double tap a couple things or if you're doing something, I'll find you, man. For <laughs> sure. I love it, man. I love it. And like leaning into your talents, man, that's big as well. Like, like doubling down on your strengths is, is something that I see a lot of young people hesitant to do. Um, but when you're good at something, like lean into that and use that to your, to your advantage and your potential. Yeah, man. And, and when people give you compliments, dude, like you got to realize some compliments were given to you at a certain time for a reason. I was throwing so many parties and I, a lot of security that people use is the same security. So if you have an artist, it's the same guy, the same guy that, that was with this artist, the same guy with that artist. And I had a guy by the name of Big Cat, one of the biggest security guards I've ever seen in my life. And he was security for Young Money. And he was security for Lil Wayne and Baby. And here I am, and I was 18 at the time, and we're in the club, and he walks past me and walks up to me. And like they, they talk a lot of street lingo. And he said, uh, he said, yo, he said, yo, Stana. I was like, what is he talking about? He was like, hey, man. The same energy you got is the same energy they got. I just want you to know that. So at that point, I was like, you know what? Hey, I got to do something. <laughs> I got to do something because literally like this guy I would see on TV at the Grammys on stage with like Birdman just making sure they protect it. But for someone to be in that aura and to assume you have a certain aura, you got you to gotta take that and embrace it. So somebody listening to this right now is getting a compliment from somebody. They don't know why they're saying it to them. But it's, a, it's for a reason. Mm. Mm. That's the truth. That's for the a truth. reason. It's for a reason, man. And you got the ore. You got to got to give it off, man. You got to give it off. <laughs> exactly, man. Because a candle, a candle never went out by lighting another candle. Like you nah, get fire all day long. Nah, man. And then you're you're in certain spots for a reason. You got to realize that. So never dim your light. Never get in front of somebody and, and become a shell. Nah, you're here for a reason. You're here for a reason. And then they'll know it because they'll say something to you about it. <laughs> for sure. So, Sean, I'm, I'm curious, man, do you have any, like, words of wisdom to, to the young listeners who are either just started a podcast, thinking about starting a podcast, things you wish you would have known starting off? Yeah, man. Um, I would tell you this is there's a lot of buttons. <laughs> there's, a lot of, there's a lot of buttons, man. I would tell you um, find a platform that you become comfortable with and learn how to use it and master it. Like, so for me, it, it was always audacity, mm. which I've become really good at. Um, and for some people, it might be, you know, it might be garage band. I just never could get jiggy with garage band. <laughs> so it was like too much going on. So, I mean, so, <laughs> so find a, a platform that you can become comfortable with, you become a master of, and just get started. I mean, you don't have to sound like the most polished voice of all time. 
but just get started, have a purpose, have a mission, um, share that purpose and mission with everybody you come in, you know, touch with and think grassroots, man. Who besides you right now or who locally right now that can help get that word out? Mm. I mean, yeah. and, and, and I mean, I think, I think that's the biggest key I would tell you, especially starting off. Absolutely, man. It's, it's just, it's taking that first step. Like, yeah, get comfortable with that first piece of software. Like just, just be comfortable and, and learn the steps you need to learn to get that thing out into the world so that people can hear it. People can listen to it. For sure, man. You got, you got to, man. Because if you take your time with it, you'll never let it out. Mm. And by That's the time you do it, it'll probably be too late. 100%. 100%. You can't, you can't wait on those things. Definitely not, man. <laughs> all right, Sean. I do have some questions I'd like to ask all of my guests before we wrap up the show. Are you feeling ready for those? Let's do it. Let's do it. All right. The first question that I'm curious about is uh, what is something that genuinely has you excited right now? This could be in your business, your podcast. Like what's something that genuinely has you fired up? Um, genuinely has me fired up right now is I would probably say the fact that people are really paying attention um, to new billionaires. Shout out to Jay-Z, right? Mm. I think uh, the fact that people are paying attention to that, the climate is changing and uh, there's such a huge focus just on, you know, just energy and technology. I think it's pretty exciting because you never know what's about to come out next. Yeah. Anything in particular you got your eye on in, in the field, like anything emerging? Yeah, man. I mean, we just launched, uh, so, so for so long, people, and this is also good for someone listening right now, for so long, people have always said, hey, Sean, dude, you got any merch? You got any merchandise? Stop, buy something from you. And we, we just never did it. Um, and, and I'm excited to announce right now, if you're listening to this, we just officially launched the Now What, you know, official merchandise. Uh, we have a link available on our website. You can find it on my page. Um, we have, you know, in every podcast, we dream it, believe it, go out and get it. Uh, we have those shirts out available. Um, and it's booming, man. It's been up for like 24 hours. So I'm excited about the fact that the people ask for something and we deliver it and it's out now. Dang, that's what's up. That's what's up. I have to check yeah, that man. out. Most definitely. <laughs> All right. Next thing I'm curious about is, uh, do you have any habits that have served you particularly well, either in your business, your lifestyle, but just things you do on a regular basis? Um, yeah, a couple of habits, man. I, if you haven't read it already, I'll tell you, read Seven Habits of Highly Effective Leaders by yeah. uh, my guy, Brendan. Um, what I would tell you, one of the habits for me is to constantly tell myself who I am at certain times of the day whether that's a reminder in my phone, whether it can be prolific, dynamic, game changer, whether it could be like, like certain times, whether it's at 10 o'clock, 12 o'clock, as you transition, you got to remind yourself sometimes. And sometimes you might change it every week and it might be reminding yourself before you go into a room. I think that's very important for me. Also too, just like the habit of like showing up for people and transitioning and not bringing problems into new situations and taking that, you know, that seat back and say, okay, who do I want to be right now? Or, who do I, how do I want to show up for this next person? I think those are some of the best habits I can tell you uh, besides get up before everybody else. But everyone will tell you that. <laughs> how early do you typically wake up? Uh, I used to be a lot of 4 a.m. man. I used to do 4 a.m. like it was nothing. I used to do a whole wow. lot of 4 a.m. like it was nothing, man. That's crazy, man. How, how many hours you sleep a night typically? Well, I got the 4 a.m. back when I was driving those six hours. Uh, oh. what was it? You, said, you said how often hours? If I got about, if I could, if I could pull a six in, I'm solid. I would love to have six. Really? Yeah, man. Six would be amazing. Really? Wow. Six hours would be amazing. Because the thing is this, man, I, I like to go at it when everybody's asleep. Mm. There's just something about it that like, I just can't stop it. Sometimes I look at the clock, almost like a shot clock. I'm like, all right, it's 12. I need to, I need to close it for a little bit. 
Um, <laughs> if I can, if I can pull six hours, I'm ready to go. Wow. That's, that's, that's amazing, man. I mean, I can, I can get by on seven, but like less than that. And I'm, I'm tripping. Like I can't do it. <laughs> Dude, we would love to have six hours. We're like, yes, I got six in the can. <laughs> crazy, crazy. So I know you're putting out a lot of content over on the podcast, but like, as far as content you're consuming, you're reading any books right now, listening to any uh, audio books, podcasts, YouTube channels. Um, I study the greats, man. I study them. Um, so what I do is like, I'll, I'll figure out who is it I want to look at. I look at YouTube. Um, I'll look at a bunch of the interviews, a bunch of things that they said. And, and like, I kind of binge watch several different things because you learn a lot from people in interviews. But the thing is, every question is different. So you can listen to the same guy in 30 videos and you get a completely different guy. Or you get, sometimes you got to be careful when you're studying people. They'll have the same outfit on at three different, uh, three different radio stations. That's going to be the same guy. <laughs> but if it's changing clothes, that ain't going to be the same guy. So I study a lot of people, man. I binge on that a lot. I, mean, I, I don't really watch a lot of TV outside of checking up with like sports and the NBA and stuff like that and draft. Um, but I, I could be home and I won't look at the TV for probably about an hour or two. Hmm. Sure, for sure. Uh, last thing I'm curious about, this is something that I ask all my guests, and it's like, what things do you do that you choose not to scale? So I'll give you some quick context what I'm talking about here. Um, just things that I like keep on a personal one-on-one -on -one level. So like every single day, I pull out my phone, I'll shoot like five, 10 video DMs to just new followers on the day. I'm just being like, hey, uh, Sean, how's it going? Thank you so much for the follow. I really appreciate it. Let me know if there's any, ever any way I can bring value to anything that you're doing. Have a wonderful day. Something super simple like that. Um, it's not something that I bring one of my VAs on to just like send out for me all day. Cause that's not the point. The point is to like connect with people. So is there anything that you do that you keep on that one-on-one -on -one scale? Man, I love the fact you did that, man. Um, I think that's so, so key. The power of video DMs, man. Um, so what I do on a one-on-one -on -one scale is that you'll find a lot of people offering you all these coaching programs, right? And they'll offer you, you know, Hey, you know, to spend a couple thousand dollars and they throw you in a group. They throw you in a group and it's like 30 of you guys is hanging out, looking all over the screen, right? Um, I feel as if that's not a true connection where you can provide the most impact. So with the podcast, I have been able to create the Now What Academy uh, for people wanting more, uh, for people wanting to take their, you know, their business or you know, their, their, their development as an entrepreneur to the next level. And I provide that on a one-to-one -one basis um, because I, I feel as if I can't give you my all if it was 80 of you in the room. I could teach you a podcast course, but in order for me to go one-on-one -on -one with you on what you're working on, whether you're trying to create a new idea, whether you're trying to figure out, you know, the, the what to do's and what not to do's, I like to give that in a one-on-one -on -one type of space. That way you're able to really go next level and ask the questions you want to ask to get the results you want to ask. And then for those of you that are listening right now, you're wondering how can you get Sean that way? You can visit www.schoolsovernowwell.com and learn more. There we go. I'll be sure to link that up in the show notes as well. Sean, I was just about to ask you, man, where our listeners could go to find out more about you, uh, find out more about the podcast and follow up with you at. Um, so what's the best way? Yeah, man, the best way is to follow me at, at Sean R. Anthony underscore. Um, you'll find everything you need to know there. The website, uh, schoolsovernowwhat.com, um, the official merch, all that. You'll find that in that link, man. And, and trust me, you will not be disappointed. Never, man. <laughs> Sean Anthony, he never disappoints. I can tell you that. <laughs> Appreciate you, my man. For sure, for sure. So, Sean, um, before I wrap up the show, you've been dropping so much value here. Man, I'm super appreciative for that, and I'm sure our listeners are as well. Uh, do you have any last closing thoughts, words of wisdom, or anything you want to wrap the show up with here today? 
Yeah, man, I just want to wrap it up. And I just want to let anyone know right now, if you're listening to any of this content we've been talking about for the last, you know, almost half an hour or so more, that you're listening to this for a reason. If you made it this far, it's because right now, this moment in your life, you're holding on an idea that needs to be released. Just the same as it was for me, same way it was for you if you're listening right now. And if those thoughts and ideas are something that you cannot stop thinking about, you can continue to dream it, most importantly, believe it. But last but not least, you got to go out here and get it because nobody is going to give it to you. Mm, There we go. There we go. Sean, man, thank you so much for your time, man. I appreciate it. I appreciate you choosing to spend it here on Young Smart Money. Always, man. Appreciate you. Thanks for listening to this episode of Young Smart Money. If you want to support the show, you can do so in three different ways. You can subscribe, you can leave me five, and you can share this episode with a friend. To subscribe, all you got to do is click the subscribe button on Apple Podcasts. To leave me five, all you got to do is scroll all the way down to the bottom of the podcast's page for Young Smart Money and click on the write a review button. And to share with a friend, all you got to do is screenshot yourself listening to this episode, post on your Instagram story, tag me, and I'll be sure to repost it in my Instagram story as well. I love giving you guys some attention who are listening to the show. Thanks for listening and I'll see you in the next one.